It's uh, great to be back. This is Friday. This is our fourth day of uh, our new Letter to Philippi Live daily teaching broadcast. And uh, we're now streaming on Facebook and on Facebook Live. So I'll, I will pull up my notes here and we'll break into our study today. We'll be looking, starting at uh, Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 will be our, our starting point. And we will see how far we can get on that today into the, we'll go through at least verse 14 and possibly a few verses after that. So uh, early Shabbat Shalom to everyone as this is, we'll be entering Shabbat in just a few hours, if you, especially if you were on the East Coast. And if you're in Jerusalem, you're already into Shabbat. So again, welcome to the, the Letter to Philippi live teaching broadcast every day, every day, Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. I'll be your teacher, Sean Emsley, and the Letter to Philippi live, live teaching broadcast is an initiative of Letter to Philippi. My new, newly formed Messianic Jewish theological, theological organization, theological teaching and research organization, and uh, would like to uh, invite you to visit our website, lettertophilippi.org, and find out about our uh, other initiatives that we're doing. You can see the, if you've missed a video, a daily video, we post, post them later in the day. So, uh, so you can uh, go to lettertophilippi.org and uh, see all our videos that have been posted so far. And as I said, and as I said before, next week, we'll start working on uh, posting uh, book reviews of, of, of books relative to Messianic Judaism and Messianic Jewish theology. And over time, we'll be adding more initiatives. But this is our first initiative is, is to go through the book of Philippi, the Philippians, the letter to Philippi, which was the basis of my commentary, my Messianic Jewish commentary on Philippians, which was published by Letterer in 2019. It was actually July 1st, 2019, so it's coming up to be the second anniversary. And there's a link to purchase my book at lettertophilippi.org, or you can get it on amazon.com or other booksellers. And that will give you an expanded understanding, expanded view of the, the, my teaching on the book of Philipp Philippians. So we begin today with uh, chapter one, verse 12, and we'll see how far we can get today. We usually look to go about a half hour, so we'll see how much we can, we can go through in this time. And uh, again, thanks you for everyone who is, who is watching both on, uh, on uh, Facebook Live and also in Instagram Live and also spot, also it's streaming on our video on our website, lettertophilippi.org. So we begin today with, with, as I said, with chapter one, verse 12 of, of Philippians. I'm trying to share to another page. Okay, so, so we read in, in chapter 1, verse 12, now, brothers, I want you to know that what has happened to me has helped in advancing the good news. 
Paul here addresses the Philippians as brothers. Uh, and as, we, as I've been sharing throughout this, uh, the study we've been doing this week, there's a deep love that Paul has for the Philippians and that the Philippians have for him based in their, in their working together for the good news of the Messiah. He uses the Greek word adelphoi, which can more fully mean brothers and sisters for those who, who are, are concerned that just he's just talking to the, the men of the community. But Adelphoi represents the whole brothers and sisters in the community of Philippi. By referring to the Philippians as brothers and sisters, Paul is being clear, this mostly Gentile community of Yeshua followers, that they, like Paul and the other Jewish Yeshua followers, are in the same spiritual family, united in their shared connection to the God of Israel by trusting Yeshua as the Messiah. So Paul here, the the emissary to the Gentile world speaks to this community, mostly Gentiles. As we said, there's a very small Jewish community in Philippi. There actually wasn't at, at this time. There was actually, as we see in, in Genesis, in Acts 16, there wasn't actually enough for a full, to, full community to have a synagogue. So the, the, there were just a few women who met at, down by the riverside to pray. So Paul here, Paul here is, is calling these Gentiles to understand that they have been brought into the family of God by their faith, trust in Yeshua. They come as Gentiles, as righteous Gentiles, into the family of God, join with the people of Israel, join with the descendants of Jacob, but as redeemed Gentiles. Paul now transitions to current news on himself and the work of his ministry. So after so Paul in, the, in these first first twelve verses has been sharing about his basically giving his uh, his introductions and sharing about how much he loves the Philippian community, and now he moves into basically giving a report of of his current condition he basically he shared shared his basic greetings and now he is into uh into sharing with them about what's going on in his his current situation though it may seem counter to what we would understand today paul shares that his imprisonment was an excellent opportunity for him to share the gospel many people and I, I know I, I know I would consider being imprisoned something that would be a difficult thing and and, and a discouraging thing. But Paul here is, is sharing that his imprisonment was an excellent opportunity for him to share the gospel, that he is rejoicing in this opportunity to be imprisoned, because in that he's he's given a new opportunity, a new mission field to to share the good news of the Messiah, a new group of people as he is, is now in prison. Empowered by his faith in Yeshua, Paul looks beyond his own needs and sufferings to encourage the work of the good news of Messiah. Verse 13 we read, has become clear to the whole palace and to everyone else that is because of Messiah that I am in chains. Paul's most significant source of empowering and encouragement is that the good news of Yeshua is spreading and even influencing those in the emperor's palace. So even though he's in, imprisoned, 
he's rejoicing that that because of this the whole palace the whole the whole the palace is becoming aware of his claims of the messiah and that that he is in chains because of his faith in the messiah not only is he just a prisoner in rome waiting execution he's there because of the messiah because of his claims about yeshua and he's rejoicing in that even though he's in suffering and pain imprisonment he rejoices because because of his imprisonment the, the there are more people in the roman community that are hearing the good news because and hearing that he is in prison because of the good news of the messiah Paul's imprisonment brought the God, the good news of Yeshua to Rome, the heart of the Roman Empire. Paul brought a Jewish message to the heart of the pagan Roman world. And this is amazing that, that Paul is getting to go to the heart of the, of, the, of the Roman Empire, the heart of the Roman world in his imprisonment. And by his imprisonment, the message of, of the Messiah is being spread even by those who, who unwittingly are... are are sharing the news by talking about that he is in prison because of his, his faith trust in Yeshua. Biblical scholar R. Kent Hughes stated, stated about this, they, the Romans, heard the astonishing story of the long-promised Jewish Messiah who was crucified as the Jewish scriptures predicted and was resurrected as their Jewish scriptures, Jewish scriptures predicted and amazingly forgives sins through his death and resurrection. So, so this is powerful that uh, that Hughes is is bringing together in this verse that the Roman world is hearing the message of the Jewish Messiah because of this faithful Jewish emissary Paul, who was imprisoned in Rome and be, imprisoned in Rome because of his faith trust in Yeshua, and because of of that the message is going out about Yeshua, even though even though it it is as I said that. The message is going out because they are saying this man is being held in prison because of his faith in this Jewish, Jewish Messiah. This 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 man who is who died on the Roman cross, died a horrible death, is the one who is the one to to give life. Paul made clear in Rome that the source of new life and life eternal was only available to both Jew and Gentile because of the work of the Jewish Messiah. Paul calls to Yeshua faith. Paul's call to Yeshua faith includes acceptance of the Jewish God, the Jewish Messiah, and the guidance of the Jewish scriptures, where Jews submitted a continued life of faithfulness to Torah commands, and where the Gentile inheritance, the mysterious inclusion of them into the faith of Israel as Gentiles. Even those living in the imperial palace had heard about Paul's imprisonment. And there were those who had came to trust in Yeshua. The word that they were, the word that there were believers in Yeshua in the Emperor's palace was served to encourage the Philippians as they came to see that even among the elite of the Roman society, there were followers of Yeshua, a fact that could serve as encouragement in their faith. So Paul here is, is seeking to encourage the Philippians in their newfound faith in Yeshua by sharing that even in Rome, even among among the Roman society, there are those who are coming to believe in Yeshua and to accept him as the Messiah. They're, they're seeing that, that their, their faith is being affirmed 
by that it, by it being affirmed by others throughout the Roman world. They were not alone as a little island of Yeshua believers in Philippi, but even in Rome, the heart of the Roman Empire, there are those who put their trust in Yeshua through the work of Paul. In verse 14, we read, also my being in prison has given most of the brothers in the Lord confidence so that they have become much more bold in speaking the word of God fearlessly. Along with helping to make the message of Yeshua known throughout Rome, Paul's imprisonment for the gospel also built up the faith of the Yeshua followers in Rome. Their confidence and boldness could inspire the believers in Philippi, who were also facing persecution and imprisonment. And Paul in this letter will champion willingness to suffer on behalf of faith in Yeshua. We'll see that in verse 29, where he talks about that, that, that there is actually a gift to suffer for the name of Yeshua. Paul in this letter will champion willingness to suffer on behalf of the faith in Yeshua, based on, Yeshua, based on Yeshua's faithfulness and suffering. Now, Paul, in speaking about his suffering for his faith, the Philippians suffering for their faith, is bringing them into understanding, and us by extension, that in suffering for our faith, we're sharing in the suffering of the Messiah, that as our Messiah suffered for us, we, we participate in our faithfulness to him by modeling his willingness to suffer for us. So, so now, we, now we move from Paul basically giving his, his, his update on himself, his current situation, and now moving into, into uh, him speaking about an issue uh, that he's, he's been dealing with those people who are, who are uh, a problem that he wants to, uh, wants to, uh, to confront here and to speak out about those who are, so who are, who are causing, causing uh, uh, division and, and those who are proclaiming the Messiah wrongly out of jealousy. And Paul writes here in verse 15, true, some are proclaiming the Messiah out of jealousy and rivalry, but others are doing it in goodwill. One of the critical themes of this letter is humility. This theme reached as a zenith in Philippians 2, where Paul gives us the example. Where Paul gives us the example of Yeshua and the humility that led him to the death on the Roman execution stake on the cross. In verse 15 and 16, Paul contrasts those who share the good news of the Messiah out of self-ambition and for their own fame with those who share the good news humbly. Paul here is not criticizing their message, but rather their spirit of self-ambition, their pride, the, ult the, the ultimate op opposition opposite to humility, which is the theme that runs throughout the book. These people are, are proclaiming the good news for their own self-ambition, for their own self-aggrandizement, for their own, own fame. But Paul elaborates in verse 18 that when he commends that the word of Yeshua is spreading, even if done by unworthy messengers. Continuing in verse 16 and 17, Paul continues speaking about, about these messengers. The latter act from love, those 
who are sharing the good news faithfully and humbly and are humble messengers of the Messiah, aware that I am put there for defending the good news, while the former, those who are, are seeking to share the good news for their own, own fame and pride and, and glory, while the former announced the Messiah out of selfish ambition with pure impure motives, supposing they can stir up trouble for me in prison. I'll read that again, just the verses without comment, commenting on them. The latter act from love, aware that I am put there, put where I am for defending the good news. While the former announced the Messiah out of selfish ambitions, with impure motives, and supposing they can stir up trouble for me in prison. Some of the proclaimers of the good news were doing it out of impure motives, such as self-aggrandizement and, criti and criticism of, of Paul. Those who were bringing the message of the Messiah, they were preaching for their own aggrandizement. Verse 18, Paul says, but so what? All that matters is that in every, every way, whether honestly or in pre pretense, the Messiah is being proclaimed. And in that I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. Paul here does not excuse those who share the good news for impure motives, out of pride, out of self-aggrandizement, but focus on the sharing of the good news, where there is a false presentation of the good news, a, a proud, self-aggrandizing presentation of the good news. Paul will speak out forcefully and speak out against those who, who would bring a false gospel, a false message to it. But here the message is right, though the present presenter is wrong motives, and Paul rejoices in the good news being spread. So Paul here is rejoicing that even though these, these preachers, these proclaimers of the good news are doing it for their own, for their own fame, for their own glory, the message of the Messiah is true there, even though there is a, a faulty, faulty messenger. There is a good message about Yeshua, but it's being transmitted by a faulty messenger. Like other Jewish teachers, Paul was willing to focus on the service performed to God, in this case, the sharing the good news. Though the motives of the presenters may be flawed, Paul was confident knowing that if the right message goes forth, lives will change for the better. In short, Paul focused on the content of the message, the good news of Yeshua, which is perfect and leads to salvation and not the imperfect messenger. Paul knew that the people were coming to know God and becoming followers of Yeshua through the word of truth. David Stern, Dr. David H. Stern put it this way, it is the gospel that saves, not the preacher. The insincere evangelist is storing up for himself judgment, but those who come to Yeshua because of his words have entered eternal life. Paul here is saying that there are those who are preaching the good news of the Messiah, who are who are bringing, who are sharing the word of the Messiah, the true word of Messiah, but doing it for wrong motives, doing for model for 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 motives of pride or self-aggrandizement or or fame to be to be a celebrity celebrity preacher which 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 paul does say is wrong for them to do it out of pride but rather 
and, and not focus on humility. But Paul also is saying that there are those who are preaching the good news, preaching the true word of God, though doing it in doing it for their own own glory. But he also, but then he says, but he also understands that the message is going out, and there are pe there are people who have come come to faith trust in Yeshua through through teachers and preachers that were doing it for their own grandizement. Those who were who were who were flawed in many ways, but even though they were doing it for their own grandizement, they were doing it to be a celebrity celebrity preacher, a celebrity celebrity uh, proclaimer of the good news. The message got through and, and lives were changed. So, so Paul is, is saying here, the important thing is that the true message goes out. They, the, it's, it's, and, it's, and Dr. Stern says, it's, it's the good news of the Messiah that saves, not the preacher. The insincere evangelist is storing for himself judgment. But those who come to Yeshua because of his words have eternal life. So Paul is saying, even those these people are, are doing doing the work of sharing the Messiah wrongly for their own their own aggrandizement, for their own fame and glory. They were sharing sharing words that led people to the Messiah. And he he commends that, that the word is going out, even though people are doing it for their own aggrandizement also, and also uh, doing it out of pride rather than humility. They were proud proclaimers rather than humble proclaimers of the good news. In verse 19, we read, for I know this will work out for my deliverance because of your prayers and the support I get from the spirit of Yeshua, the Messiah. In this verse, Paul quotes the words of Job from Job 13, 16, from the Septuagint, taking Job's words to defend himself, declares faith in God as a deliverance, and apply to them his own life and situation as a righteous sufferer. As Job was an innocent victim of affliction and pain, Paul draws the example of Job to parallel his affliction in serving the Messiah. And he takes comfort from the example of Job's eventual redemption from suffering and renewal of life. Read that again. For I know that this will work out for my deliverance because of your prayers and the support I get from Yeshua, the spirit of Yeshua, the Messiah. So Paul concludes the section, section here that we will be uh, looking at today with, with these words, words, words from, that he applying to his own situation of suffering for the Messiah, but also, also like Job, who even through his massive suffering was still willing to, to believe in God, have faith in God, and know that, that God would offer deliverance when one day Paul takes that account of Job's faith and Job's willingness to trust in God and stay faithful despite, despite persecution and suffering. He applies that to himself in this time of reflecting on, on his current situation and suffering in prison. But he uses these words to, to uh, share his faith and, and to confirm into the Philippians and to us by example, the importance of continuing in our faithfulness to God, despite the suffering of our lives around us.
that God is faithful as he was faithful to, to Job, as he was faithful to Paul, he'll be faithful to us. So that will conclude our, our study for today. We'll start up next week on Monday with, with chapter 1, verses 20. We'll be, and we'll be covering my, my favorite verse from the book, uh, verse 21 of chapter 1, where Paul shares about that Yeshua is, is, his, is, all, is all in all his life, and that living for Yeshua is the, his core, his core of his being. And as as Doctor Doctor Stern re represent Doctor Turn Doctor Stern as Doctor Stern translated, where to me life is the Messiah and death is gain. So we'll be looking at that on starting on Monday. We'll be looking at Paul talking about his life in Messiah, reflecting on his impending execution and what that means for him, whether to to die under under the under the the acts of the uh, of the executioner or to continue on in ministry continue on doing the work of, of messiah in the world so i wish you all a early shabbat shalom and for those who are already in israel you're already in shabbat so so you're already there and again my name is sean Insley. this is the letter to philippi live broadcast that we do Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, and I still I need to find out if it's 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. Jerusalem time. And uh, you can find more about the work of Letter to Philippi, our new Messianic Jewish theological and biblical studies organization at lettertophilippi.org. And you can go there to, to watch the videos you may have missed and uh, also uh, find out about our other other projects we're doing as i said we'll be starting the the messian and jewish book reviews next week and uh, we're looking at different books reflecting on messian judaism and topics related to to the jewish understanding of the scriptures of the of the new testament and the how that reflects on on uh, building a messianic Judaism for the 21st century. You can also uh, go there and, and put it in a prayer request. We want to be praying for you, along with teaching and sharing with you the insights that, uh, that I've been learning on the book of Philippians and also on the building of, of, uh, of a strong, secure messianic Jewish theology for the future. I would like to... I going to be willing to pray for you as paul says in chapter four of philippians that our prayer bringing all of our requests to god shows our complete dependence on him and he and in praying for you i will be 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 uh processing that that, that work of of taking everything to god in prayer knowing that all that we have comes from him and for those who would like to to support this work, we have a link to make a donation to support the work of Leonard Philippi. As we are growing this new new work, as I said, we started on on Tuesday. So this is our fourth official day of doing this broadcast, the fourth official day of, of this new organization. 
doing work among you. And again, Shabbat Shalom is great for those. I'm glad the people who are visiting, if you missed this broadcast or any other ones, you can just find find the recordings under our teaching section at lettertophilippi.org. And that will include us for today. I will see you on Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, either 9 or 10 p.m. Jerusalem time. I'll have to check that on my iPhone. And we'll be starting on uh, on uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 20, and we'll be looking at, at Paul, Paul reflecting on his, on his impending execution and what it meant for him to uh, truly be living all of his life in and for the Messiah. So Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Thank you for watching. Blessings on you all. And that will conclude our time today. See you on Monday.